0: Okay. Welcome you guys. Um my name is Chloe Bellatori. I am a relationship and communication expert. I'm a graduate of Princeton University and Pat Allen's WANT Institute. Um I've been doing this work for almost 12 years now. Um I when I discovered this work, it changed my life and when I saw I was good at it, and I could help people with it, I started doing it myself. Actually, I started out in a group um, as well with my mentor, Pat Allen. And um, from doing work in that group is actually what got me started on this road, because then people started asking me questions all the time. And I couldn't just be an advice giving machine for for people. So that's kind of how I started my business, really. Um Okay, I use the tools of androgynous semantic realignment, which is Pat Allen's work. I use the tools of transactional analysis, which is the work of Eric Byrne. And I use the tools that I've developed over this period of time. Um, Because again, I've been doing it for a while and I've also... Not only have I been teaching this work, but I also practice this work myself. So everything I'm teaching you guys, I've also vetted with myself, with my clients. I'm married over 20 years now. um, And I can definitely say that my finding this work was pivotal in saving my, in changing my life in general, but also definitely saving my marriage. Okay, so what is this work? What's semantic realignment? What's transactional analysis? Um it does take a while to understand. I've written four books on this work. Here I'm gonna put that in the chat. So if you want to check out some of my books, you can do that. The first one, How to Live, is really a guidebook. Um, And that will kind of give you the basics. And those are all available on Amazon. But I will also give you an introduction tonight. And if you don't understand everything at first, that's fine. Um, A lot of times people understand things more deeply when they practice it. I know for me, I didn't understand this work when I first learned it, but I had a neighbor who demonstrate a tremendous change in her life, like really turned her life around. Went from being a single mom and broke all the time to being incredibly successful, uh, marrying the man of her dreams. I mean, it was, it was really, uh, it really made me notice. And so when I saw that, I wanted to know what she had done. And that was this work. And she, she started a group with Dr. Patel and that group ultimately became mine. Okay. So When we talk, what does this have to do with relationships? When we talk about dating, when we talk about relationships, successful relationships, the most successful relationships are the ones that are balanced between masculine and feminine energy, also known as yin and yang. Yin being feminine, yang being masculine. Um, There's a lot of misunderstanding about what feminine and masculine is. We are all of us both feminine and masculine. So we're kind of all trans because all of us have a feminine side and all of us have a masculine side. Um, and all of us have a balance of these two energies that is unique to us as people. Um, Oftentimes, this balance gets thrown off in childhood, especially if we've had any kind of childhood trauma, because we have to sacrifice our authenticity to attach to the people who own the refrigerator. And in so doing, we form existential beliefs that we think are truisms, but actually are just strategies of the moment. And when we bring those strategies into adult life, That's when we start to experience problems, right? And specifically in our romantic relationships, because that's where our traumas and our issues tend to show up first. Um, So a lot of this work is about rediscovering your authentic self and really doing it by this unique balance that you have of yin and yang qualities. Okay, now, often yin and yang energy... Does follow the sex, the gender you're born with. Not always, but often. I'd say seventy five percent of the time. Okay, maybe maybe eighty five percent. But I work with plenty of couples who are, um, you know, a feminine man with a masculine woman. That also will work. Gay couples, same deal. But there's always a top and a bottom, right? A butch and a femme. So this work translates really for couples, whether you're homosexual or heterosexual. Okay. Now, masculine and feminine, very misunderstood terms, but masculine and feminine, like other dualities that we find here on earth, um, are energies that we need to navigate, right? We have day and night. We have pain and pleasure. One doesn't exist without the other. Every success has a shadow. Every catastrophe has a silver lining. This is kind of the basis of yin and yang and of duality. And if you guys want to learn more about yin and yang, you can do so in um, here, I'll put this book in here, a book called the yin yang of life by dr kim and dr lee and these guys really break down almost everything in the world between yin and yang okay food um wine um exercise colors like things that you would not even think of okay but basically yin which is the right hemisphere of the brain is this the the world of feelings it's sensuality sexuality spirituality magic um this is the world of passive patient vulnerable um yin energy is receiving yin energy is in the world to make it fun but it's not of the world a good um metaphor for yin energy is air or flowers Okay, and then on the left side of our brains, we have that linear thinking, that Yang energy. Right, this is what most of us are in when we're at work. This is competitive, conquering, controlling. Uh, this is giving, taking care of, nurturing. It's the world of ideas. Um, it Yang energy is very much in of the world right? A good metaphor for gang energy is often um, bricks. Okay. And so all of us have both of these energies within us. When we get into relationships, it's good to understand which energy is a little stronger. That helps us diffuse power struggles in our relationships. Most problems in relationships, are relation, our problems of communication and that means power struggles well and so you're either competing for the thoughts or the yang energy the control or you're competing for the yin energy um the feelings the seduction right um one is in the extreme is bullying one is seducing with guilt in the extreme what i teach is negotiating with love and complementary communication. And so these are tools that really, really help in awkward situations like first dates and also in conflict resolutions. If you want to have a successful relationship, you have to get good at conflict resolution. Um, so that's me. That's this work. I now I'm going to open it up to your guys' questions. I, um, answer questions about dating, relationships. I help people with family stuff. I help people with self-love. I help people with work issues, communication problems. I mean, it really runs the gamut because, again, these tools, this work is based on the universal um, dynamic of yin and yang. And so when you start to address problems and issues at this Root. It just makes everything it the changes that you make radiate out throughout your life, right? So it's just a lot more effective than um, picking like random problems and trying to just fix those on the fly. <laughs> okay, so yeah, ask your questions. Um, I thought ashmeen did you have a question?
1: Uh, so yeah, hi, Clo. uh Thank you so much for uh, the talk and, you know, really interesting stuff what you're working on. Uh, so, uh, you know, the question that I want to ask you and you know, the reason why I joined this, I looked at, uh, you know, your your page on Meetup and then I said I wanted to join because I had the questions. So I'm a 29 year old male and uh, I am new to United States. I came here like 3 years back uh did my master's degree and I currently live here in LA and I have a job here. So career wise I'm doing okay. Uh so I don't have any questions there but when it comes to dating I do believe that you know in LA dating is hard and uh, you know it's like uh, it's such a big city and uh, it's very difficult to uh, go out and you know meet people and connect with them. So uh, I'm trying to develop a framework for myself uh, that, you know, like uh, some of the things that I can do so that I can, so I'm a guy, I'm looking for a girl. So, you know, to meet as many girls as possible and how to connect with them and how to handle rejection, because, uh, you know, even the best guy out there gets rejected. Oh yeah, rejection
0: is absolutely part of the game. And when i work with yeah. teenagers that's one of the first things we deal with is like yeah uh, it's desensitize S- a little to rejection
1: so in fact after this meetup i was just going to a bar to try whatever i learned from you so oh good okay yeah, yeah so after about seven o'clock i'm thinking of going out so uh, i i want to learn this uh here like you know like as a guy uh, let's say if i approach uh, a girl in a bar or a public place and uh you know like uh, some icebreaker questions. Hi, how are you? And a couple of things. Okay. And And when, let's say, uh, this much I know that you know nobody is going to beat me or slap me. Max to max, they would say that okay, we are not interested in talking to you. So please uh, leave us alone. So uh, it's just that you know hearing okay. that, hearing that is like uh, is like a knife to my heart. So you know I can't. I, <laughs> I can't handle rejection, so can you please give some tips there how to handle? Yes, this?
0: yes, and I'm going to give you some t- tips that are going to set you up for success a little bit more, yeah. so that rejection please. will be less likely and less abrupt.
1: Yes, I agree. Okay, yeah.
0: okay. So, are you completely single?
1: Yes, I'm single. Right now.
0: Okay, okay. So, I'm going to give you an assignment, and you said you want to be in the masculine energy, correct?
1: Uh, well, that's what attracts a woman to a man, so. Yeah.
0: OK, OK, so that means, OK, I'm going to assign you what's known as the five flirts. That five means flirts. you're going to be flirting five days a week. Four five of those flirts are going to be on the hoof, meaning you're at the grocery store, you're walking your dog, you're exercising. If you see someone that catches your fancy, yeah, you're going to give them five seconds of eye contact and smile at the same time okay
1: okay
0: if they return that yeah that's your signal that they're open to you approaching okay okay so now you don't have to worry about approaching women who actually aren't interested if they give you five seconds of eye contact and smile if they return that back then you know you can make an approach okay okay
1: Okay. Understood.
0: One day a week, you're gonna do the same thing, but you're gonna do it seated. So you're gonna pick a place. You're gonna go there by yourself, forty-five yeah. minutes to an hour.
1: Yeah. Pick
0: somewhere where you like the women that go there. You know. Okay. Yeah. It could be a hotel bar. It could be people are getting dogs to meet meet. Yeah. It could yeah. Be a dog park. It could be you know golf course. Whatever it is. Okay. Go there, and then when somebody comes in that you like if you have the eye contact and smile exchange
1: okay
0: and they can you can invite them to sit with you you can buy them a coffee you can you know it can go somewhere a little bit more easily than it does on the walking flirts. Right. Cause those are, you're like in the course of your day. And yes. especially if you start to go somewhere regularly and yeah. people get to know you, that yeah. often helps because then, you know, then they feel more comfortable and then you just naturally start talking. Okay. Now in terms of starting the conversation, don't try to reinvent the wheel. Okay. If the yeah. girl has responded with eye contact and smile, yeah then you already know there's some interest there, you know, so you can just bring up anything that's actually happening, right? If yeah. if she needs ask if see if she's struggling with carrying her coffee or whatever. Ask if yeah. she needs help. Okay. Uh, you can give a compliment, not a not a sexual compliment. But yes. like uh, you know, oh I you know I like that sweater or just whatever. Yeah. Something like yeah. that. Um okay. You know, you can observe something in the environment. Yes. So it's not so much what you say as much as just the fact that you're making that effort forward. You know what I'm saying?
1: Okay. Understood.
0: Okay. Uh And so since you're in the masculine energy, it's on you to kind of ask her the questions. You're going to want to be cherishing her feelings. Yeah. Um, you know, if she's cold, you give her a sweater, you know, that's like a bait, you know, your your jacket or those are like yeah. little yeah. basic things. But think about what that means to cherish a woman's feelings. Okay. Um, and then, you know, see how that goes. And hopefully you can move that, you know, that'll you will meet people that way.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, if it's going well, you know, yeah. ask yeah. them for their phone number. If now look if it's going well and they still don't want to give you their phone number or they still don't want to give you social media or whatever, you know, cuz some people might be nervous about phone numbers, but they'll give you their Instagram or something. Yes. Um you know, if they say no, okay, they say no. It's okay to ask and it's okay to say no. And Okay. Don't keep pushing past that point. Yes. And understand that there's no shame in just asking, right? Okay. The problems occur when people feel ashamed of hearing the no. And so yeah. then they keep pushing to try okay. to get to yes. Don't yes. try to do that. Yeah. Okay. Just say, okay, I get it. If some, if a woman's not comfortable, that's reason enough. Okay. You know, maybe I'll see you here. Um, I come here a lot. Maybe I'll see you here again. Have a great day. You know, whatever it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So Good. try that. And let me know how it goes. I love to get your guys um, updates. In addition to answering questions, I often have people who come back and just tell me their updates and tell me what's working. Uh, And a number of people, I've been doing this meetup for almost like about a year and a half. And people, like, I've had a number of, especially men getting into relationships from really from the tools that they've learned here. I mean, you're doing the work. I'm just guiding you, but yes. So, so try it and let me know how it goes.
1: Thank you so much for that. Uh, I do have more questions, but I would first let the other participants ask their
0: questions. Okay. Let's see if anybody else has questions and if they don't, then we'll come back to you. Okay. Thank you for sharing. Okay. Um, Christian and Angie, do you guys have any questions that you want to ask me about dating, about relationships, about communication? We have a cozy little group tonight. So, um, this is my one free event that I do. And I'm usually here on Thursday nights. Um, so if you guys want to take advantage of that, please. I know sometimes it's hard. Okay. Christian. Hi, Christian. Hello. Hi. How can I help
2: Hi. you? Hi. Uh, my particular uh, dilemma isn't really with dating,
0: okay. more so with
2: the uh, prefer- uh, friendship and communication. Okay. And uh, I'm currently currently living with a longtime friend,
0: uh-huh.
2: and been like close to three years. And pretty much, uh, neither of us have been great at communicating, and now it's to the point where there's kind of just tension in the house. Okay. And I've put in more effort over the years to communicate more. And I tell him to communicate back with me if there's any issues, but he just refuses to, until um, until things uh, fester and blow up.
0: Right. Then it gets worse. Yeah. Right. And
2: I, I, I'm guilty of doing the same, but I'm trying to not do that now. Right. But you know, it's I, I will, for I, two guys. Yeah i I think I'm better at communicating, but you know i I kind of don't like this living situation where there's just tension all the time,
0: okay, so um, what are you thinking? Do you think that do you want to try to work it out or do you want to just move out
2: i'm I still want to move out, but it would be nice if I could maintain the friendship,
0: okay. Does he know you want to move out? No, not yet, okay. Do you think that will come as a shock maybe okay have do you guys have overt fights is there like a hot issue that's really hot right now
2: right now it's has to do with um his hygiene and him keeping trash and dirty dishes in his room and he's upset because he feels like it's his room it's not my business but it smells so I have to keep telling him to clean his room
0: Right. And I, what is, what do you guys live in a two bedroom apartment? Just the two. Yeah, bedroom? A two bedroom. Okay. So ostensibly it's limited space and his hygiene and disgusting room is making the whole apartment smell bad, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. And he just he just doesn't under, really understand.
0: Right. So he's or, refusing to to do anything about it.
2: He he cleans when I tell him to clean, but if not he's, he just lets his room or anything else build up.
0: So, how often do you tell him to clean?
2: Um, we clean the house maybe two, twice a, maybe once or twice a week. Okay. And his room, I his room, I hardly ever tell him because, you know, I kind of feel like I'm stepping over his boundary when I do that.
0: Because he gets mad or what?
2: Yeah, he gets a little, he gets a little moody, and then um, he gets a little sassy with me.
0: Okay, but. I think maybe that's worth it, you know, to oh, up, yeah. up telling him and just let him have his reaction, you know, but still yeah. keep telling him because it sounds like at least when you tell him he does it. Mm-hmm. So that's worth it. And if he get wants to get pissed off, then that's on him. Look, you guys are two dudes, right? Mm-hmm. So ostensibly if you're in your masculine, masculine energy is, ba- is about getting your thoughts respected. So it's really not on you to cherish his feelings and to worry about whether he's upset or moody or grumpy or his feelings are hurt because you asked him to clean his room. His room stinks. It's ruining the smell of the place. You have every right to ask that he clean his room. And, and I'm just saying like, don't do it with attitude. Just like Hey, dude, your room's smelling really bad again. You think you get hit it with the with the with the mop or whatever you want to say, you know, however you want to say it. Yeah. Um, you know, you think you. I'd really, you know, um, I'd really appreciate if you jump in there, you know, because it sounds I mean, just having a little sassy reaction isn't that bad. Now, if if you think if he's in a really bad mood and you think it's a sensitive subject, then you're going to want to make an appointment. But I'm thinking with this guy, if you're like, hey, I want to talk to you because I have a whole rubric that I teach called the Stroke and Stand about making appointments to talk about things that are you know, upsetting or issues so that we don't just barrel in on people.
2: You see, I've done that. So we, we did that like two days ago, but he's such a terrible communicator. He just shuts down and he doesn't talk.
0: Okay. So when you do these appointments, I'll, I'll teach it to you and tell me you know i'm i understand you did have a meeting about it but when you use this rubric it can be really disarming so maybe try this rubric okay okay um so first you tell him john or whatever his name is john hey there's something i want to talk to you about hopefully tonight if not um let me know when, you know, or hopefully right now. If not, hopefully today, you know, if not, let me know when. Cause you don't want to let it go on too long. Hope, you know, hopefully you can schedule it in the same day that you bring it up and just give him the general topic. It's about the apartment, you know. And so then you'd start out and you'd go, Hey, you know, we've been friends for a long time. And to me, that's the most important the friendship. So you give him a compliment, you know, what's known as a stroke, right? And you just kind of, you know, reassure them, this is the friendship's not on the line, right? Because a lot of times people won't bring problems up because, in their experience, once an issue comes up, there's no way to resolve it. And it means the end of the relationship, right? And a lot of us weren't raised with conflict resolution skills so that when problems come up, it becomes terrifying because as a child if you displease a parent often that can mean you don't get dinner right you don't get help with your homework and so people get become like as you described very avoiding because they don't want to suffer what is the price tag of bringing up a problem um so the first thing to do is again give that compliment and give him that reassurance so that he knows you know, this isn't the end of your friendship happening right here. This is just a discussion about the apartment. Then you say, okay, um, I love living with you. I think it's great. I mean, for the most part, we get along great. It's been nice to have you around, you know, just whatever, say those nice things. Then say, however, as you know, this thing with the dishes is just a problem for me. I, I, am not able to withstand the smell. I'm, you know, whatever you want to say, but make it an I statement. So it's not like you need to be doing this. You should be doing this. In general, we don't want to control other people, but we want to let them know what the prize and the price tag is of their behavior. Everything we do has a prize and a price tag. So, you know, you just tell them, you just tell him, you know, I can't be in the apartment So what do you think about cleaning your room like three times a week instead of twice a week? Or what do you think about cleaning it more often? And then, you know, if you don't do it, what do you think about my reminding you? I mean, it's just, you know, you can say, I'm fine with doing that. I just noticed there's a little pushback. So I just want to get your thoughts on it, you know, and see Mm -hmm. what he has to say, um, if he shuts down, he shuts down. But maybe with the compliment and put phrasing it in an I statement. So it's not like you don't want to shame him or should on him, you know. Mm-hmm. So you never want to say, look, dude, you should be cleaning your room a lot. You you seem like a Shrek, you know, or whatever. <laughs> you don't want to like do things that are insulting. And that's how you do it is by making I statements and not using words like shut. Um, and then you ask him his thoughts. If he shuts down. Hopefully he says, you know what, I'm good. And if I forget, please do remind me, right? That would be ideal. But maybe he doesn't. Try, go back and forth twice. After twice, if he's like, ah, and you're like, well, really? He's like, ah, then you say, okay, you have every right to keep your room a total pit. But I do want you to know, I don't know how long I can live like this. You know, so you just let him know. What the price tag is. That way, when you do tell him you're going to be moving out, he'll know why. It's not him. You guys can still be friends. It's the smells.
2: That's a good way to look at it.
0: And really, when you bring it up, that, like I said, make sure you differentiate between the friendship and just this practical problem of the smell in the apartment. Hmm. So give that a try and let me know how it goes.
2: Okay. But thanks.
0: You are welcome. It's um it's interesting to use those tools because you people are often really shocked at how well they work. Okay. Sophia.
3: Hey Chloe, it's been a while, but um I just came here to update you on um the tips I've been implementing from your book and also from these meetings. Um do you happen to remember about The crib situation in November.
0: Oh, yeah. You were you were there was a guy who was who was interested in you, who was going to come and build the crib for you and put it together. And you were like a little trepidatious, right? Yeah. Okay.
3: Well, (laughs) it didn't work out, but it's the closest I've ever gotten to it working out. I decided to end things because he wasn't taking care of himself. Oh, so in that whole
0: time. So that did lead to you guys having a relationship or dating.
3: Yeah. We were okay. we were and I I really liked the idea of leaning into like finding somebody who is like masculine energy because I got tired of being the man in the relationships.
0: Yes. I remember and, that.
3: Yeah. And then I there was a roadblock where I was like, I'm not happy with the amount of meetups that we have. Um you have every right to be busy, but it makes me feel like I need to start looking for a replacement when I don't hear from you for
0: very good. Very good.
3: He didn't address that. Okay. I, I brought it up with him. He said, Oh, my ex ghosted me and I flicked him and I said, you're a ghost. And he said, I'm pale. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, yeah things just spiraled like he just ghosted me completely after that interaction because I said I I wasn't ready for a relationship that I didn't think we were a good fit but I'd love to keep being like friends with benefits Mm -hmm. I guess he had (laughs) and like he tried to keep me on the hook um but he had a book that he let me borrow and I was like I'm moving in two weeks across the street and it's gonna get lost in the move like Um, Do you want to pick it up somewhere sometime? And he was like, I'll come over during the week. And I was like, no, dude, I'm moving. (laughs) Uh, It's going to get lost." And he ghosted me for two hours. And I just sent a picture of the book at his church that he goes to with an arrow. (laughs) And then, yeah, 30 seconds later, he texted me and said, oh, I don't go to that church anymore. Can you hang on to it? And I was like, no you had two hours to respond. Wait, let me pull up the text. Like, I kind of, I just, like, had you a were moment. Just,
0: you were done with him at that point.
3: Yeah, I was like, TJ, I don't want to play any games. You right. had your ch- bond when I asked where you wanted to pick up the book, but you chose not to, so I left the book at your church, and right. then he just responded with okay, and then I sent a breakup text saying, like, I want to be up front with you and let you know that the I'm not happy with the way things have been going between us. I feel like my time and energy haven't been respected. And I think it's best if we part ways. I wish you all the best in the future. And he didn't respond. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So it's, I love that you, um,
0: that you told him how you felt um, about the amount of time that you guys were spending together. And, you know, even though that didn't result in him he and you you know walk into the altar at <laughs> least um but you still got that information which is so important and you got it within the first few months right yeah like, it- just that simple interaction just you telling him it's so important to know whether or not somebody really cares about cherishing your feelings Or has the capability to act on that information. So it was such a great thing that you did that, that you told him. And then he has the freedom, like you said, to respond in the way that he did. Even though it was probably painful the way he responded, it's so much better to know now. Yeah. You know, and not only that, but you've made a success for yourself on it because you cherished your own feelings by expressing them to him and giving him that opportunity. And then you took an action based on it, which was, okay, you're not going to show up for me. We're not going to be together anymore. Mm -hmm. And so that you did something. Do you feel more confident?
3: I do. I feel like it was good practice. Like I kind of knew from the beginning, like, I don't know if this guy's relationship material, because like, he had issues with like taking care of himself. Like he was like, I ran out of deodorant. was <laughs> like, I literally pulled some out from the closet. Like, bro, <laughs> right? Other just things like
0: right. But you have to try. I mean, people do often rise to the occasion, you know. So I commend you for trying and for using the tools, and you know, and for clearly communicating to him i think he i i definitely think he's been given the opportunity to know why it didn't work out you know what he does with that information is up to him but for you this is you know doing these things really does build your confidence because what you're showing yourself the universe other people is that you want to be you want your feelings cherished and if they're not cherished you're willing to cherish them yourself and that's so important and so I really kudos to you excellent work
3: oh yeah I actually feel like relieved now that I'm not like (laughs) having to wait by my phone and be like oh is he mad like why is he not texting me like he would be super consistent in the beginning right and like, text me as soon as he got home from work. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, he's kissing the ground. The yeah. Off. But, like, then all of a sudden, like, that changed. And I realized, like, well, if you can't sustain that, I already told you. These are my expectations for a relationship, preferences, boundaries, rules. And I one of them, I said daily communication. And I said we need to be in contact more often if right. we want to. So he the knows. Commu- yeah, he <laughs> knows he dropped the ball every single time so i just broke up with him (laughs) good and it didn't
0: even take that long and you know it's just it's good you know a lot of times guys will come on strong and then they'll back up a little bit and they'll try to kind of either consciously or unconsciously subconsciously see if you chase them so i love that you didn't do that that you were just here's my thing and you know you didn't get you didn't take the bait you know, yeah. like, here's what it's, here's the price. Here's what, here's the cost of admission and having a relationship with me, you know?
3: Yeah. I, I felt like I was kind of chasing him. Like when he first started goes to me, like it was, I asked him a question cause I was trying to like make him help me. <laughs> That's <laughs> <stroke> okay. <his laughs> That's okay. Yeah. I was like, look at this list of things that my house needs repairs on and like, tell me what you think is most important. Cause that was like his job
0: right right and he was very eager on the crib i remember
3: yeah he was he set up a table like he would help me with stuff and i asked him about this list and he just ghosted me for like two days and i was like worried like gosh i don't know what was going through his head and then i asked a follow-up question hey did you have any thoughts on that list like i gotta send my recommendations to the contractors pretty soon um and he was like oh yeah like here's blah 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 um So that's not chasing. That's asking for help.
0: Chasing is, do you want to go out? Why aren't you calling me? Don't you like me anymore? That's chasing.
3: Oh, yeah. Maybe I was chasing then because like after he there was another situation like that. I was like, I need to get rid of my old wedding dress. Like if your sisters or cousin want it, let me know. And then he didn't give back to me. I was like, did anybody want it? It might get lost in the move. And then he was like, no, nobody wanted. I can keep asking. And then a couple of days later, um, I texted saying I'm unhappy with the amount of frequency of meetups. I need at least once a week of hangouts. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my list of requirements in a any type of relationship. Right. He was like, Oh, uh, I've been so busy with work. And then the next few days, he just kept giving more excuses, like his off like bullshit. dude. (laughs) Right. Offered a quick fix, like, oh, I'll come over tomorrow. But like, that was the last time we met. And that was like a week and a half ago. And then he just ghosted me after (laughs) we hooked up for the. I was like, dang,
0: (laughs) like, are you having? I mean, he was a young guy, right?
3: Yeah, he was 25.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, sometimes they scare themselves too. They get very excited and wrapped up and then they suddenly are like, Oh shit, what am I doing? You know? Um, (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if you hear from him within the next eight weeks. Um, You know, we've talked about eight weeks being kind of the average rumination period, right? In psychology is eight weeks. Um, so typically I think, you know, I tell clients he, he's he got eight weeks to reach out to you, so we'll see what happens, but yeah, don't hold your breath. I think, um, I think you did, you, I think you did everything right. I think you did a great job. And, um, I think this is really laying the groundwork for your next relationship.
3: Yeah. Hopefully it's a lot better and hopefully it's like something that like he was in the beginning.
0: Exactly. We need that consistency you will yeah. you'll find it you're doing great i'm that i'm very impressed with how you handled that excellent work
3: and, and thank
0: you for the update thank you for the update
3: yeah thanks for the tips
0: you are welcome and then you know now you just gotta start when you can find your next fish or a few fish fishies <laughs> okay um does anybody else have any more questions or you you can ask me a question about something that we've already discussed tonight okay oh Ashmeen, another question okay okay hit me with another question Ashmeen.
1: uh yes thanks close so uh uh, because we have time that's why yes Uh, uh, there are two quick questions that i want to understand so you know uh you certainly gave me a framework as to what all I need to do uh, when I go out and meet somebody or see somebody. But I want to understand this. Like, as a guy, I know what guys want uh, uh, from a woman or, you know, from somebody that I have met for the first time. But I want to ask this to you, that what is a woman thinking when a guy approaches her? And what, what are some of the things that women actually look for in guys on an average like everybody has their own preferences but uh, right there's some common common things that women look for and the second question is that the guys out there who are really good at attracting women uh what are they what are some of the things that they are doing differently than most of the guys who aren't that great at attraction
0: okay so First of all, you're saying what do women look for? So like you said, I mean every everybody's unique, right? Yeah. yeah. But overall what you want to focus on in looking for a woman in getting to know a woman is cherishing her feelings. Okay? okay? Yeah. Um so whatever that means in the context of what you're doing. We talked about that a little bit already. Yes. Um, so that's one thing you just heard from Sophia. Consistency, you know, is big. Um, you know, when you're looking at having a relationship, what you're looking at is exclusivity, consistency, and longevity. Okay. Um, longevity, do we want the same things? So over time, you know, depending on the woman that you, that you are with, you, you, you need to have, okay, so you need to have three elements. You need chemistry, communication, and compatibility. Chemistry is pretty much a gift from God, right? You have it or you don't. Often you can have chemistry for people who aren't very good looking or aren't very suitable for you, but you still have that chemistry. Um, Compatibility, you can work on a little bit sometimes. That means do you want the same things? Now, you might really like somebody, but they might not. They might want to live in California and you might want to live in New York, right? And that might be too big of a barrier. Um, So compatibility, do you want the same things? And again, in compatibility, you're also going to be looking at, you know, Do you guys have complementary energy? Do you complement each other, right? Somebody in the relationship has to cook. You both don't have to cook, but somebody has to be able to do that. You know, that's just an example. So you Mm -hmm. want that complementary energy. Um, And then the third thing is communication. That's what we can work on the most. And again, these communication tools really help you make sure that when you hit a road bump, um, or, you know, in the beginning, when things are really awkward, that you are able to maintain that complimentary energy without getting into a power struggle. Okay. So, you know, I would focus for you, you know, cherishing the feelings, being consistent, making sure your words and deeds line up. So if you tell her you're going to call at 546, call at 546 or tell her why you're not calling at 546. You know, Sophia just gave a really good example where she told the guy, hey, I need to hear from you every day. I want to hear at least like, hey, how are you, whatever, you know? Yeah. And if you're if you're confused about it, you know, you can ask her, how does that make you feel? You know, I want to mm-hmm. go to dinner with you. How do you feel about that?
1: Yeah. Understood, understood.
0: So, start there. Yeah. Um, When you talk about men who are really good with women, I mean, different people have different definitions of that. Okay. Some people think, you know, playboys are really good with women because they've got a lot of women running around after them. Yeah. That's not what I think is really good with women. But... I do think that oftentimes those guys are really charming and they know how to cherish a woman's feelings. Yeah. So even if they're not consistent, they're able to do a bunch of things up front that then gets the woman hooked. And if they don't have these tools, the woman will kind of stay hooked to hope that the man will go back to the way he was in the beginning again Sophia was such a great example of that because she was saying she was tempted she was like wait where was the guy i met before um you know so that's kind of the problem with playboys is they're telling a bunch of women the same thing (laughs) and they're not (laughs) so you don't want to do that um you know again the most successful relationships are those with complementary energy um the most successful relationships are relationships in which both people in the relationship are interested in the union, right? When yeah. you have a man, you have a woman, or you have two men, you have two, whatever the combination, you have your individual preferences and the other person's individual preferences. But then when you come together, you make a third entity, which is the relationship. Yeah. And so what you really commit to is that. Because everybody can be a jerk sometimes, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but you commit to the relationship rather than committing to the specific person so that you do things in the service of the relationship that you might not do if you were alone. Yeah. And so those are the most successful relationships.
1: Sure. Sure. Thank you for that.
0: You're welcome. I hope that helps. Oops, sorry, I didn't mean to. Okay. Okay, good. Did you want to add anything?
1: Uh, no, uh, thank you so much for that. Thank okay,
0: you. you're welcome. And, you know, let me know how it goes. I love hearing your guys' updates. Um, okay. Does anybody have another question or comment? Sophia. Yes.
3: Oh, um, I was tempted and um, I don't want a relationship or even a friends with benefits relationship with this guy that I was talking to. Right. But I still feel like we had like a good connection at first. And um, I'm kind of tempted to reach back out maybe in a couple weeks and be like, what do you think about going back to being just friends? Do you think what do how do you think that's going to pan out? Too soon,
0: mm. I think that's too soon. I think okay. it's really hard to go back into a friendship um after you've already been romantic. Mostly, it doesn't work. Sometimes it does work, especially if you were more friends than you ever were romantic. Um, but I think again, you got to give it at least eight weeks.
3: all right.
0: If in eight eight weeks you still want to be friends, you'll have more clarity in eight weeks weeks from the last time you spoke. So if you still want to be friends after eight weeks, you know, then we can address it at that time. Um, Sometimes the desire for friendship similar actually to the desire to get your stuff back you know which can happen at the end of a relationship um mm-hmm. sometimes these things are really excuses to kind of stoke that need for reconnection but it often makes things harder so let's just give it eight weeks all right okay okay and christian whoa. Hi. Did you have another
2: question? Uh, uh yeah. Okay. It was a. Uh, I would just have, like to have your thoughts on this. Maybe you just invented okay. it a little. But uh, I'm kind of in a place right now where I'm not sure if I want to be in a relationship, but I also still desire companionship. Or if I meet a girl I like, I still want to ask her out, but I don't really feel like I can give them what they want, so I don't do it
0: what and, do you think uh, it is they want are you assuming that or is are you actually coming up against that
2: i'm probably assuming it but i also just go on dates and you know they we communicate what we want then doesn't work out and i would still like to go out on dates but i i just don't think i would like a relationship
0: why what are your reasons for not being able to do the
2: relationship i recently got out of one and i feel like i don't, I don't want to rush things and also i would like to focus on um, other things like my, a career or my, my family right now
0: okay um Well, I mean, just because you got out of a relationship recently doesn't really, I mean, those aren't, I hear you, but, you know, the most successful men are in relationships. So even if you want to focus on your career, don't you think it'll be easier to focus on your career if you have someone in your corner? You know? I would look at what are the reasons you don't want to be in a relationship and what are the reasons you don't think women want to be with you in a relationship? Because you said, I don't think I can give them what they want. Because I want to see if those reasons are have any like logic or validity to them or if they're just old scripted patterns and ideas, because all of us have a script or a narrative that we formed about ourselves in childhood. That's what I talked about in the beginning. And sometimes those scripts trip us up when we become grownups and they don't serve us anymore. The things that served us as children and were coping mechanisms don't serve us anymore. So for example, what you're saying, anticipating that some unknown woman is going to be dissatisfied with whatever you have to give is not a script that serves you. And it's really illogical. When you hear me say it that way, do you see how illogical that is? I do. There's too many variables out there. You're literally like you're shutting down the whole rest of the world with that. So We have to examine what these statements are. And if they aren't true, then we want to take a counteraction to them. Mm -hmm. Um, So one thing you could do like between this week and next week is write down when you're thinking this way, write down all the negative statements and beliefs you have about yourself and relationships. Okay. And then When you're not feeling as negative, you know, maybe take a day or, or 12 hours, or you could even bring it back here and we could read it, or you could schedule private with me. Um, We'll go through that list and see if those statements are true statements or not. Because if they're not true statements, then you're just holding your back, yourself back for no reason. And, you know, most of us are guilty of a certain amount of self-sabotage, but that's part of doing this work is is kind of clearing those patterns out so that you, you can get the love that you want. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. And I see, Angie, you wrote here, I'm in the same boat. Okay, so you do that too. And I'm going to put my um, credentials in here again. If you guys want to reach out to me you can do it through my website. I also teach this work, um, in module packages a few times a year. That'll be coming up in the spring. Um, this will also, I'm on Instagram. I put up content every day. So if you guys have a quick question, you can always reach out to me. If I can do it, I will answer it. If not, we can set up a session or we can meet back here next week. Um, And then this session will be available um, wherever you get your podcasts and also on YouTube. So um, thank you for coming and thank you for sharing. And I will see you guys um, soon, hopefully. Have a good night.
2: All right. Thank you.
0: You're welcome.